rooms at Lake Wall and Popic, downtown Honesdale, and Milford, PA. Van Gorder's Furniture brings the outdoors inside. VanGorders.com From Dog Mountain Lodge, providing dog boarding and grooming, also boarding cats, birds, and other exotic pets. Located in Keshekta, New York, and on the web at DogMountainLodge.com And from listeners like you. Well, good evening, and welcome once again to our special Veterans Day edition of Let's Talk Vets. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. This is where we discuss vet-centric topics, the good, the bad, and the ugly, in the hope that listeners will better understand our veterans, and our veterans will know that they're not alone, and perhaps along the way, we'll learn a little something about each other. We sincerely hope to accomplish that mission. The opinions expressed herein are mine alone as a veteran. This is our 57th broadcast. This experience has been amazing, informative, reformative, and humbling for me. It's also given me a chance to try to give something back to our veterans. Before we began this program in 2018, we had approached several commercial radio stations with the idea of a monthly veterans feature. They all decided it was not in their format. Of course, I reminded them, but for veterans, they wouldn't have a format. Radio Catskill gave us the chance to present this feature produced by Vets for Vets. WJFF has been operating successfully for over 30 years in the shadow of our commercial counterparts, supported only by a few grants and good people like you. We present a unique mix of global syndicated content and over 30 hours per week of unique locally produced programs like this. Please show your appreciation with a donation now. The number is 845-482-4141. You can also give online at wjffradio.org. Tonight, for those who have not served, we hope to impress upon you what it means to be a veteran. For our veterans, we wish only to thank you for your service, and we want to tell your stories. And tonight you'll hear some vets in their own words talk about their experiences, and we'll also hear some of their creative work that these men and women have produced. First, here are your dates of note for November. The United States Postal Service deadlines for military Christmas holiday mail can be found at www.usps.com slash holiday slash holiday dash shopping dash dates dash dot htm. That's a mouthful. Military Family Month, a month to honor and celebrate the contributions and sacrifices of families in the U.S. Armed Forces. November 7th, of course, Daylight Savings Time ended. November 10th is was the Marine Corps birthday. I, I guess that's today. Hoorah! Semper Fi. November 11th is Armistice Day. That's tomorrow. It's uh, That's in France. It's Remembrance Day in Britain. It's also Remembrance Day in Canada, and here, of course, it's Veterans Day, and it's the anniversary of the signing of the armistice that officially ended World War I on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918. It's also the day that we thank all military veterans for their service. And November 25th, 2021, is Thanksgiving Day if you can find a turkey. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. There will be ceremonies and parades to honor those who have served. But what does it mean to be a veteran? Well, I pondered the answers to this question, and the answers are as unique and infinite as the veterans themselves, so I thought I might try to explain it this way. We are the veterans. We have always been here. We have written blank checks on the account of our lives to answer the call of duty. We are your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. We're the uncle who's always quiet and does not want to talk about his service. Our uniforms are packed away. Our decorations mean nothing in your world. We march in parades. We belong to the American Legion and the VFW. We stand at attention and remove our hats and pay respect to our flag and our national anthem. We're proud of our service. 
When we were little, many of us played at war with toy weapons on imaginary battlefields, where our dead comrades would simply stand back up and continue to assault the next hill. We attend funerals of fellow veterans, and TAPS brings back so many memories as well as a tear to our eye. For this final bugle call is no call to arms, but a call to rest. It says, well done, good servant, stand down. We love our country. In the Revolutionary War, we carried muskets to free our country from the oppression of a foreign monarchy and a heavy-handed colonial occupation. And against all odds, we won. In the Civil War, we fought against our own countrymen and at times our own family to codify the declaration that all men are created equal. In the war to end all wars, World War I, we carried our Springfield rifles into the trenches in France, fought poison gas, the foe, and the Spanish flu. Those of us who did return home found that a country we fought for was unprepared and seemingly unconcerned about the care so many of us desperately needed. In World War II, it was the M1 Garand rifle we carried onto far-off beaches and battlefields to fend off two enemies and rid the world of fascism, unspeakable brutality, and war crimes to liberate those whose only desire was to live in peace. In Korea, we fought against the ideology of communism and an enemy who looked very much like the civilians we were fighting to liberate. In the jungles of Southeast Asia, we again fought to stop the spread of communism and liberate the citizens of Vietnam while being exposed to a toxic defoliant, Agent Orange. And in the end, it was as if we had never been there, except, of course, for the wake of death, destruction, and environmental carnage left behind, and the physical and psychological baggage we brought home as souvenirs. When we returned home, we were disrespected and spat upon by those we fought to protect. We were called horrible names and blamed for a war instead of the government that sent us there. In Afghanistan and Iraq, we fought the war on terror predicated by the horrific attacks of 9-11 only to retreat 20 years later in a haphazard and chaotic manner and then cede the territory back to those who attacked us and those who cultivated the culture of terrorism and in so doing abandoned many who fought with us. We returned home once again, this time afflicted by horrific physical injuries caused by IEDs, and the moral injury you call PTSD, and as a bonus, a plethora of disease as a result of inhaled airborne particulate produced by the ever-present burn pits. Those of us who did not see combat, such as yours truly, understand that regardless of our job, it was our role to support the killing of the enemy. All service members are, in fact, the human hardware of war. We also carry the burden of knowing that we killed just as surely as if we pulled the trigger. We endured the transformation from civilian to weapon of war and were given the tools and training to kill the enemy. We saw things no one should see. We saw buddies killed and wounded their blood on our uniforms. We saw innocent civilians suffering through no fault of their own as armies destroyed their homes, their towns, and their villages to gain ground. We comforted scared children and thought about our own. We sustained moral injury when we did what we were trained to do and in so doing betrayed everything we believed about right and wrong. The psychological burdens we carry have cost us our families, our jobs, our friends, and yes, in a way, our freedom. We looked into the eyes of our enemy and saw ourselves. We've had to fight our government for the care that we've earned. We live on the streets, and some of you have just walked by every day and not even noticed. We've been summarily dismissed with less than honorable discharges for our sexual orientation. Our actions born out of physical or psychological injury, or because our unit command did not want to prosecute one of their own for the sexual assault we suffered at the hands of a comrade. We struggled to return to our place in towns and cities we left behind. Somehow, it was not the same. 
and few, if any, understood us. And when we could no longer confront our demons, we became one of the 22 vets who take their own lives every day. Now, you might think we're angry, that we feel betrayed or ashamed and lonely and at times sad, and you would be right. We have done our best to take care of you, although you did not always return the favor. But there's something much bigger than any one of us, and for that matter, any one of you, and that is our enduring belief in this country and the foundations upon which it is built and the pride that comes with military service. So when you thank us for our service, please think about what that really means by teaching your children our true history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so they will understand the mistakes that we have made and the victories we have achieved. Please reject the idea that a new dysfunctional dystopia is better than this highly successful experiment in democracy we call the United States of America. You know, the place where people come from all over the globe because they want a better life. Please protect the rights you have been given in the land of the free because of the brave and stand and show respect for our service, our flag, and our national anthem. Remove your hats. We are the veterans. We've always been here. Please show us that our sacrifices have not been in vain. Well, I'm not sure there's too much more to be said about that. I'll let it sink in. You know, one of our favorite segments on Let's Talk Vets is when we hear from the vets themselves to tell about their experience and what being a veteran means to them. So we put together kind of a, uh, a mix of vets from various campaigns and various generations and various conflicts. Listen now as you hear them in their own words and perhaps gain a deeper understanding of what it means to serve this country. Dear ma'am, I'm writing you this letter because we're going over the top tomorrow and I think it might be my last day on earth. Things haven't been so bad lately. It's been quite boring, not much going on. Though the rats, the rats are everywhere and they tend to keep us amused. We have competitions in the trenches to see how many we can catch and the winner is the person who collects the most corpses. It's freezing here, really cold. The food isn't so great either. There's only so many cans of bully beef you can eat and stale biscuits. This place isn't very nice. Death is all around. Only the other day, we lost about half our men in an attack. Johnny Jenkins, my best friend, is missing in action, presumed dead. It's the generals I can't stand. They're nowhere near the front line. They haven't got a clue what it's like to be here. And yet they and their offices, 50 miles behind the lines, make the decisions to send us over the top to our deaths. And for what? A few feet of land, which is useless to everyone. Scarred by war and totally useless. I haven't been able to wash in weeks. Lice are a really big problem, especially in the uniforms. We have to use a candle or a match to get rid of the lice sometimes. Trench foot, another problem. Because we don't get to take our shoes off from week to week. Then, our feet start to rot. Perhaps the worst thing that I heard, or I've seen, was after the gas attack the other day. The sound of the men howling, my friends, after inhaling some of the gas, burning their lungs from the inside. I think it was even worse than the machine guns. We seemed to kill man after man with no effort at all, cutting some of them in half. It's terrible to see. We just had taken this hill and we were returning to our lines and all of a sudden they opened up with mortar shells on us or artillery and there was a huge fallen tree and one of the mortar shells or artillery shells went on the left side of me on this tree. I went down, I was hit on the left side, left ear, my leg, 
front and shoulder. I was so many holes in me yeah. all over. If it wasn't for that tree herb, I would have been dead yeah. because I would have taken a whole blast. I was sitting in a tavern with a bunch of other vets and everything else who were drinking, and at that time the TVs finally came on. And all of a sudden, they interrupted the broadcast. China invaded, uh, helping North Korea and go after the South Korean and American troops. And we all screamed at them, and, and so he says, let's go downtown and re-enlist. One soldier came up and told me, he's, says, uh, you're going to Korea. He says, uh, you're going to leave and go to Korea in about a week. I said, that's what I joined the Army for. What was it like when you stepped onto the tarmac, and what was your job, and where were you assigned? Well, just to give you a correction, it wasn't tarmac. It was Martian matting. <laughs> that was laid down by the CBs in Fubai, Vietnam, just uh, a little, a mile or so out of way, which was the helicopter base where I landed. I took off from a ship. To, I went over with my squadron, HMH-361, which was a, a helicopter squadron. And uh, when I stepped onto the Martian matting, it was 126 degrees. As I was flying in country, I'm flying over land and waiting to get shot because I know we're over war territory at that point. And as we come on the coast and we're just going over the edge of the coast, there on the rock is painted a huge peace sign. That's what welcomed me to Vietnam. Look at that, <laughs> at that peace sign. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Major, the highest ranking enlisted man, gathered us together on the flight line. He said, I can replace any one of you guys in, in a few days. I cannot replace one of these helicopters. These heli Each one of these helicopters is in a million and a half dollars. And so it's not a big deal for me to get rid of you. Or if, you, if something happens to you, it's a big deal if one of our choppers goes down or we lose one in, in a mortar attack. Staff Sergeant Stephen G. Walsh, 50th Tactical Fighter Wing, United States Air Force, December 5th, 1985 to December 5th, 1990. Propulsion Specialist, F-16 Master Technician. What it means to be a veteran is uh, a, a lot of reflection back on where, where our military came from, what our military has accomplished, and how it shaped the way we live in this country and how people live around the world. We got hit by multiple IEDs. I was hit by one. Uh, I was riding in the back of a truck. Uh, ended up getting hit when I was just having to take my seatbelt off and reach over across the uh, gunner's platform to grab a bottle of water when we got hit. and. Uh, it really just went so fast at that point, and then it just slowed down, and it was just like every, everything just kind of stopped. When the blast hit, I was thrown up and hit my head on the uh, the roof of the truck, and on my way up, I seen my gunner's legs going out of the turret. You know, you come back, and you just don't feel the same. It's almost like I just miss it. I don't know. I haven't figured out how to put it to the side and just be a normal civilian you know i like to think that my deployment was worth it you know i like we, we all like to think that we made a difference i'm proud every day of that uniform veterans day to me is a day to remember all of those who have served and just to honor them you know and the things that they've done and the things that they've accomplished to to give us a better future you want to show your support or find out how to show your support, just look up organizations that, that help veterans coming back. Maybe a church or organization that sends care packages out there. Because, I mean, when we got out there, we didn't have anything. I mean, it, it would have been nice to have some baby wipes, you know? Or, you know, just stupid little things. 
you know? Those are the things that you get home at the end of the day and you just happen to get a care package from the local church, you know, and hey, there's Kit Kat in there. I've been eating MREs for three months straight and haven't had anything and hey, I got a Kit Kat, you know, that's cool. You know, boosts a little bit of morale. You know, that little bit of support says, hey, what we're doing is appreciated. Name is Christian Farrell, um, director of the Orange County Veterans Service Agency, served as a staff sergeant E6 in the United States Army from 2001 to 2009, deployed to Guantanamo Bay for seven months in 2002, served a year in Iraq, Baghdad, Iraq, in uh, 0506. Uh, Veterans Day to me uh, is an important day, November 11th. Uh, it's the day that uh, we recognize all who have served. Uh, it's just a way to say thank you to those who have served. Five simple words that people can say, you know, thank you for your service. And I think that means uh, an awful lot uh, to me and to those uh, who have served and worn the uniform. You know, it's a volunteer force right now. And, you know, really, I'd be grateful for those who uh, step up and, and do what they do. Uh, to be a veteran is hugely important to me. I Enlisted at the age of 34, which is maybe not the customary thing to do, but it was one of the best decisions of my life to decide to join the Army. And uh, ultimately, uh, now I can call myself a veteran. I'm usually proud of that, um, to uh, have served my country in the way I have. The first thing, it was enlightening, you know. We got off the uh, uh, bus, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, this guy starts talking real nasty to you. <laughs> okay, you guys, line up. Get, uh, and uh, then uh, the next thing was the the haircut. You know, a butch, no hair, shaved, just like the guys do today. <laughs> and. Uh, it, it was it was very very enlightening. You, you you snapped to and started doing what you had to do when he said it, not when you felt like saying it. What does it mean to be a veteran? My name is John Crotty. I served in the United States Marine Corps from June of '68 until the late. June, early July of 1970. And what it means to me and what it means to everyone I view as a veteran is that they took an oath. And that oath is for life. And that's what it's all about. So there is no such thing as a former Marine? No, there is not. It's a lifetime affliction. Um, Marble Mountain Air Base was a Marine-managed, um, operated air base uh, with two Army companies. I was in the 245th Surveillance Airplane Company, and there was, a, I believe it was the 282nd Assault Helicopter Company. And we had random, occasional mortar and or rocket attacks. And one night, we had a rocket attack, and it just knocked me into almost like another kind of consciousness, terrified me. I went into a complete panic, and it altered my life. I suppose the, the, the psychological term at the time might have been like a nervous breakdown. Um, I don't know if they use that term anymore. I don't know if, if anybody ever used it then, but on me at least, but I, I I began some kind of psychological disintegration, and I stopped eating. Um, I stopped associating with uh, other soldiers. I think I think that's when I understood that I, I was in enemy territory, and they wanted me dead.
You're listening to Let's Talk Vets here on Radio Catskill. Stay tuned for the second half of the program coming up after this. Radio Catskill's Fall Favorites Fun Drive is happening now. Join those friends, neighbors, and complete strangers who do their part to keep Radio Catskill going. Tell me your name. Miriam. And your name? Mark. Do you listen to Radio Catskill? I listen to NPR all day long. Uh, Tell me what's your favorite program on the station. On the media. I like Morning Edition. You rely on us for information and entertainment. We rely on you for support. Make your donation now at WJFFradio.org. Or give us a call. Call now at 845-482-4141. There's two uh, guys here ready to talk on the radio, but one of us will go talk on the phone if it rings here. Or you can donate online at WJFFradio.org. But we're asking you to do it now in honor of Let's Talk Vets, a phenomenal program that comes to us twice a month right here on Radio Catskill. And tonight we are hearing, unbelievable, episode 57 of Let's Talk Vets. Congratulations, yes, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. Oh, yeah, not even halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep going. But uh, now it was interesting. The commercial, cha- uh, commercial stations didn't want to touch it. And I actually did a couple of segments on a, a show program, Veterans Day program called Vets Rock at a station down in New Jersey for a couple of years, and they they just couldn't see their way clear. They said, you, you want to be paid for this? I said, no, I'll, I'll do it for nothing. Yeah, just give me the airtime. Yeah, no go. But anyway, thank God um, WJFF gave us a chance, and it's all worked out, and I hope to keep doing it for um, some time to come. And, you know, some of those commercial stations, they do a lot for the community, you know. Uh, they do. And, and they've just got a different model than we do. And uh, part of the difference of public radio, and I say this a lot, and I hope it catches on because I want to hear other people saying it, but we've got the time to take time. You know, well, we, we we got the time to take some time here. We do longer interviews, and you're going to hear and it's on part a lot of other outlets. part of what your one promo said uh, before when you were playing it. Um, the fellow was on, and he was saying that uh, – he was happy about this station because of all the things that we do in the community and that we're it's not all about making money. And indeed, when you're in a commercial endeavor, that's a big part of it. You have to float the boat and you have to make some profit. But um, that brings me to the point why I wanted to do this program in the beginning, because Veterans Day and other days like it, we honor the vets. We have parades. We barbecue hot dogs, we sell cars and mattresses and everything else on the backs of the veterans. Yeah. And then when we're done with that, and we've, so, we've, we've sold everything we can, and we've gotten our, our use out of the veterans for another year, we put them back on the shelf, we say, okay, we'll see you next year. And I always just thought that that was wrong. Yeah. So. And um, so did I, because when you, you made that pitch to me, I was like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And the, this this is not a community that I am part of, the veterans community, yeah. uh, through personal connection, uh, but through my professional work and doing the newspaper before this. Like, yeah. I've I've heard I've heard uh, guys' stories, and I knew exactly what you're talking about, that people don't really realize um, uh, what, what the veterans need, and sometimes... It, so much of what veterans need is just to be heard. And veterans and you have a place to be heard. And a lot of veterans won't come out and tell you that either. Yeah. They just yeah, yeah. they just keep on going, put their head down, just keep moving. Right. So thank thank goodness we got you here to do this work and, and to get get uh people to talk to you and in some case get guys uh to open up like they, they never would have otherwise and other cases just uh, the people that are doing the hard work to run service agencies of all different kinds to meet these needs. And there are, there are a bunch of them. I mean, from uh, I mentioned it before, the Hudson Valley Veterans Task Force, and then there's the uh, the National Center for Veterans Reintegration up in Kingston. And uh, Kevin Keevney and those guys up there, Gavin Walters, with vet to vet they've done an amazing job. We now have a new vet to vet which is a peer counseling. Were those guys up there the ones making the boats? Right. right. The, that's okay. how they started that, yeah. by building boats. And now they've expanded to so much more. It's it's fabulous. Look on it online. And we have a new vet to vet right here in Monticello, uh, in with um, with uh, another agency. It escapes my mind right now. But there's a new vet to vet office in Monticello. So um, and like you said, like you know, people with the, the the mattress sales and this and that, you know, making a buck off the vets. I didn't want to do any uh, try to do fundraising necessarily off the vets, but Doug was good about saying, hey, you know, we could still stop during the fun drive and ask for folks' support. Um, so that's what we're doing now. We still have a second half of this yep. special Veterans Day edition of this program. We're going to be getting to shortly, uh, but we want to give you the opportunity to give us a call here now at eight four five. 
482-4141 to make your donation or make a donation online at wjffradio.org. We actually haven't had anybody donate online now uh, for quite a while. I can actually look up the exact time, but and if you it's become, been a while. If yeah. you become a sound supporter, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but we can count the the entire amount towards the fund drive? Being a sound supporter is being a sustaining giver. It's like right. signing up for a subscription like so many people do with you know yeah. mass media now or Netflix or this or that. Uh, you can do that for Radio Catskill, and you you don't have to do it because you can listen for free. But right. when you decide to say, hey, um, I'm willing to give $10 a month, $15 a month, $20 a month, you're only going to give that $10, $15, $20 a month. Right. But you're basically making a pledge to do it for at least the next year. Most folks do it for well more than a year. Mm -hmm. uh, we count that year's worth of donation. So uh, $100 a month uh, counts as $120 right now. Uh, $100 a month? $100 a month would uh, – did I say that? You I, should. Yeah. Uh, I, I meant $10 a month. $100 a month would be great. $100 a month would be fine. You know, somebody said before, it's like, hey, you know, we're, we're, doing, a fun, we're doing a fundraiser for a Bitcoin. If you've got a Bitcoin, <laughs> donate it. That'll end the fun drive. <laughs> there you go. 845-482-4140. But yes. For the next seven years. An, an initial, yeah. a, a starting sound supportership of $10 a month counts as $120 towards this drive right now. Right. $15 a month counts as $180. And uh, $20 a month counts as $240. It's, there you uh, go. He's got it down we're now. We're a couple weeks into the fun drive. I, I don't know how I'm walking, let alone doing yeah. math. So um, so we what we want to do, Doug, we, we want to say special <clears throat> thanks to Anonymous in Swan Lake, making a donation it says quote for let's talk vets and staff sergeant sandberg for this invaluable public service so thank you anonymous for thank making you anonymous this donation. that's fantastic Here, let me salute you 845-482-4141 um <laughs> and again wjffradio.org click donate now we have not gotten a donation there in almost an hour and a half go to wjff radio dot org click donate now um tomorrow is veterans day and that's part of why we're here tonight um and just to let folks know that uh tomorrow morning at 11 that there will be a veterans day service in bethel at the veterans park in Kanyanga lake across from the Kanyanga lake firehouse um you don't have all of this in, do you have this later on in your show no but tomorrow at 10 yeah there are some there is a ceremony at sullivan county um, government center. Yep. 10 o'clock. And um, if all goes well, um, Doug will be recording that, and we'll be bringing that to you during the news tomorrow evening uh, during All Things Considered about yep. 5.30. Yep. So that's going on as well. There's a service at 11 a.m. in Eldred, um, and that's that's uh, the VFW out there is doing that at Heroes Park in Eldred tomorrow morning at 11 in Neversink. Flag exchange ceremony at the Gramsville Rural Cemetery, uh, Route 55. That's right across from the high school. The Boy Scout and Girl Scout troops will be out there honor guard as well summitville's has a service at 9 a.m and that's the summitville fire department outside the firehouse in summitville and wurtsboro at 11 a.m they've got american legion mammoth Cating post 1266 uh, veteran day services at veterans park in wurtsboro that's right there on the corner of sullivan street and third street it's the middle of main street in wurtsboro you can't miss it we're going to be going back to, for the second half of let's talk vets in just a moment but we do need to hear from you Make your donation at WJFFradio.org. 845-482-4141. Welcome back. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. You're listening to Radio Catskill, WJFF. As long as there have been wars, veterans return home changed. That may be physical or moral injury that we call PTSD. Reintegration, estranged family or friends, and there is no vaccine or antidote. The common statistic we hear these days is that veteran suicide claims 22 lives per day. But a recent paper published by Watson Institute is disturbing, to say the least. But then again, anything that helps us understand the higher rates of veteran suicide is worth reading. The paper is entitled High Suicide Rates Among United States Service Members and Veterans of Post-9-11 Wars, written by Thomas Howard Sewitt III, Boston University. In summary, it concludes that suicide rates among active military personnel and veterans of post-9-11 wars are reaching new peaks. 
The study finds that at least four times as many active duty personnel and war veterans of post-9-11 conflicts have died of suicide than in combat. As an estimated 30,177 have died of suicide compared to the 7,057 killed in post-9-11 war operations. The report notes that increasing rates of suicide for both veterans and active duty personnel are outpacing those of the general population, an alarming shift as the suicide rates among service members have historically been lower than the the, uh, rates among the general population. Now, as you might expect, the report finds that these high suicide rates are caused by a multiple of factors, including risks inherent to fighting any war, such as high exposure to trauma, stress, military culture, training, continued access to firearms, and the difficulty of reintegrating into civilian life. But the study finds that there are factors unique to the post-9-11 era, including a huge increase in exposure to improvised explosive devices, or IEDs, an attendant rise in traumatic brain injuries as a result, and they are called TBIs, or traumatic brain injuries, and modern medical advances that have allowed service members to survive these and other physical traumas to return to the front lines in multiple deployments. The full paper can be read at watson.brown.edu slash cost of war, one word, slash papers, slash 2021, slash suicides. And it was written June 21, 2021. Now, one very effective weapon in the fight to heal and save our veterans is creative arts. The role of creative arts cannot be understated. Poetry and music are key elements of creative arts. And here now are some examples from our files of the work of some of the veterans we've spoken to. Wife as warrior. The girlfriends, kids, and wives also stand on our front lines risking their lives. The battles they face we don't see. They're at the dinner tables, in their cars, any place they may be. Their enemy is the one they love, not the one they hate. Seldom do they escape, no matter what the incoming may be. A fist in the face, screaming at the kids, spilling his guts all over the place. Bombs get dropped every day. All of this for no pay. They stand alone and wait for him to come home. All the way. Nothing feels more alone than standing next to your man. And he's still in Afghanistan. I wrote a, a series of odes of things I carried in Vietnam, kind of uh, like the Tim, like the Tim O'Brien's book, The Things They Carried. I'm going to read you one. It's called Ode to P-38. No, not the P-38 Lightning aircraft, nor the German semi-automatic pistol. You're a field ration can opener, officially opener, comma, can, comma, hand, comma, folding, comma, Type 1. You were small and light to carry, hinged, nickel-plated, hardened steel, cheap, petite, one and a half inches long. You adorned my dog tag chain like a ring, my steady, around the block a few times, World War II, Korea, and me, Vietnam. Environmentally friendly, lightweight. You're human-powered, no batteries for you. Open Sea rations, bottles, strip wire, clean boots, fingernails, a great marking tool. Once scaled a fish, do you remember? We parted that fall night, 24th of VACT Hospital. My last vision of you around my neck, resting on my dog tags. Never saw you again. I think of you often, my love. But as we both know, it was temporary. Heard about your retirement with the adoption of MREs. Thank you for everything for penetrating all those sea rats. 
never been able to buy myself an electric can opener. My wife, long after the battle sounds have ricocheted off the homes and run headlong into the desert, exhausting their last vibrations of terror, they can be heard in those whose blood they have entered. In the chambers of the heart, they've been amplified for life, becoming the background of every living action. My husband, the battle sounds are in our home, at our dinner table, in our bed. With my ear to your chest, I hear the concussion in your blood. My wife, the tender words of mother, father, wife, and children have become welcome rhythms of healing, but my war bones will vibrate for life. My husband, I thought the nighttime whispers of our children would feed your trust. But no, our son walks like you, shoulders hunched for attack. Our daughter holds your hand when you sleep in the chair. Such courage she has. My wife, there is nothing as loud as a cannonade or a rifle shot hitting its target or a rocket's whistling or the whisper of a dying soldier or the echo of a wounded child or the silence at our dinner table back home. My husband, your body screams for God to touch you. Your soul, a great bear, wraps its arms around you, trying to rock you to sleep. My wife, where is he, the one who sings with thunder in the heavens, who fans the wind with his tongue, who spins the seasons in the sky? My husband, morning comes. All of us are alive still with you in the trench. My husband, when will you listen to us instead of for him? I was a dancer once, paid attention to the high grass, learned to dance that dark rumba. I take my time. Choose the right partner with the utmost of care. Softly hold my weapon in my palm to feel its oily hardness, to smell it, a stench, a tang that only another soldier can sense. Come dance with me in the wood line, under the moonlight. Take your position. Open your black wings. After a few other veterans in the circle spoke about their time in the service, the Marines sitting beside me described being stationed at Kanchen and Kaesan. And I realized with a chill, which I just got again, that he'd been in the bush, in the thick of it back then. As he got more into it, he told us a funny story, but one tempered with mentions of the multiple wounds he'd received, too. I noticed beforehand that he walked a little stiffly, and now I knew why. His account captured our attention, and it was clear to everyone wanted to hear more because he'd obviously been part of the battle-hardened tip of the spear. He went on to tell us that even though he'd been out of the Corps for years and had a wife and family here in Georgia, our wars in Iraq and Afghanistan had called out to him. And he yearned to return, to serve again, to be part of it again. So he volunteered to rejoin the Marines, but they turned him down. I can still help, he said. I can cook. I can fold laundry. I can load ammunition. But the answer was still no. He lowered his head as he spoke, more quietly now. And I know we all felt his desire and his disappointment. 
There was a brief silence before he finished by saying to himself, I think as much as to us, you know, like an old hunting dog, I can still go to the sound of gunfire. I can still go to the, to the sound of gunfire. It's men and women like this, America, who've kept us free and secure. So thanks for your service, Marine. And to all those who've served, thanks, one and all. Are the only 
And our thanks tonight to Larry Winters, John Crotty, Stephen Walsh, Christian Farrell, Dale Weiss, Tom Brennan, Everett Cox, and so many others. And, of course, to you for joining us once again. Please let your friends know about this program and share with us your comments and suggestions for future programs. Also, send us your upcoming events so we may talk about them on the air. Drop me an email at vets at wjffradio.org. If someone you know is experiencing anxiety or you need to speak to someone, here's some numbers to remember. Veterans Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 to talk to someone. Send a text message to 838-255 to connect with a VA responder. Or start a confidential online chat session at the veteranscrisisline.net slash chat. Don't forget that Let's Talk Vets is now available as a podcast. So until our next formation, thanks for listening. Thank you for your service. Company dismissed. We'll close our Veterans Day edition of Let's Talk Vets with a poem that says it all. The poem, It Is the Veteran, read by Teresa Cahages. Thank you again for your service. Good night. It is the veteran, not the preacher, who has given us freedom of religion. It is the veteran, not the reporter, who has given us freedom of the press. It is the veteran, not the poet, who has given us freedom of speech. It is the veteran, not the campus organizer, who has given us freedom to assemble. It is the veteran, not the lawyer, who has given us the right to a fair trial. It is the veteran, not the politician, who has given us the right to vote. It is the veteran who salutes the flag, who serves under the flag, and whose coffin will be draped by the flag. May we just take a moment to remember our veterans. Public Radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. You're listening to Radio Catskill. Listen to us on your smart speaker. Just ask your smart speaker to play WJFF Radio Catskill. This is Ira Glass of This American Life. And, okay, I don't know about you, but at this point, I've got, like, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Apple TV, and... I bring this up here during the pledge drive because, of course, those places, they do not do pledge drives, right? Everybody who watches those services has to pay to get the shows. And I feel jealous, right? <laughs> like, it would be nice if we didn't have to interrupt programs to ask for money. If everybody actually paid, public radio would be swimming in money. But, of course, public radio is free. That's important. That it's free for everybody. When you decide to donate, you're keeping this radio station on the air for everyone who wants to listen. All of us who make these shows just want them to be out there for everyone. It's your donation that makes that possible. Here's how to pledge. Give now at WJFFRadio.org. It's WJFFRadio.org. We want to quick thank uh, Anonymous for checking in. Two Anonymous is checking in during... The uh, uh, Let's Talk Vets. Thank you so much to our own Doug Sandberg for coming in, doing the show. Thank you to everybody that supports the show. And seriously, thanks to all our veterans for everything they've done for us and for everyone that's helped with the program, Let's Talk Vets. If you want to help with this program, you can go to WJFFRadio.org. That's WJFFRadio.org to make your donation now. This is Radio Catskill. We've got uh, the Retro Cocktail Hour coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes, so do stay tuned for that. And uh, there is still time for you to help us out at WJFFRadio.org. You go there, you click Donate Now. WJFFRadio.org.
org. And uh, here we are on Wednesday night. I'll tell you the weather one more time. Going to get down near 30 tonight, so cooler than it has been the last couple nights. Partly cloudy in the morning, increasing clouds through the day tomorrow. Uh, overcast in the afternoon with a high of 52. And by the time we get to the evening, rain is likely. Showers on the early end will become a steady rain overnight with an overnight low near 45. Overnight low near 45. And we want to thank Vincent. Vincent from Middletown making a donation online. WJFFradio.org. Thank you so much, Vincent. This is great. Okay, thank you so much to everyone. Again, if you want to make a donation, go to WJFFradio.org. I'm Audie Cornish, and NPR was there for you then. There is little or no doubt remaining now that Richard Nixon intends to give up the presidency. The dismantling of the best-known portion of the Berlin Wall between the Brandenburg Gate and Checkpoint Charlie began last night. After the housing bubble and the crisis on Wall Street, some are starting to lose some faith. And NPR is here for you now. As protests against racial injustice and police brutality continue. Twenty twenty basically matched twenty sixteen as the hottest year ever. And the White House says more than twenty two million doses of COVID nineteen vaccines will be distributed in the next week. And with your help, NPR will be here for you for whatever comes next. You can support another 50 years of public radio. It all starts with your donation. Here's how to contribute. At WJFFradio.org. That's WJFFradio.org. Click Donate Now. It's just a couple minutes before 8 o'clock. Stay tuned. Retro Cocktail Hour will be up next. Public Radio for the Catskills of Northeast Pennsylvania. Radio Catskill. Tell me your name. Bill Boyle. Tell us what you love about this time of year. The colors up here are phenomenal. Just looking at the trees, uh, for me as a beekeeper, the honey harvest is the best time of the year. Are you familiar with Radio Catskill? Absolutely. Oh, tell us what you like about Radio Catskill. Oh, are you kidding? They have great shows. Seriously, great music and, you know, the news interviews are great. I love it. Make your donation now during our Fall Favorites Fun Drive at WJFFRadio.org. WJFF, Jeffersonville. Public radio for the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. Radio Catskill. On air. Online. On your smartphone. And on your smart speaker. Support comes from... The Law Office of John Ferrara in Monticello, providing legal services in the areas of matrimonial and family law and criminal defense. John.Ferrara557 at gmail.com. Support comes from The Vintage House on Main Street, Jeffersonville, featuring eclectic furnishings, clothing, antiques, records, and books in a charming 19th century house. VintageHouseJville.com and on Instagram at VintageHouseJville. 